and welcome back to Poor Life Decision. I am Chris. I'm Doyen. I'm Tortellini. <laughs> Yay, let's do a round of applause. <laughs> I think that's our best intro we've had for a while. It worked so well, and I was on my bullshit this week, and it worked so well. <laughs> Maybe that's the key. <laughs> Maybe that's the key. So, oh, it feels like we've been away from each other forever. Oh, what, what, what have you guys been up to? How's it been going? Mm-hmm. And what you drinking on? Um, I went to Mississippi for a week. Um, I saw no one, just stayed in the house and hung out with my mom. <laughs> Sounds like a good time. Mm-hmm. It was great. I went to Strange Brew twice because I love Strange Brew. Yeah. So I was happy about that. Um, I am drinking a blood orange champagne mule. I had to think about you all the things. It. Yeah. I even went to Whole Foods and got all the things to make it. So. It's pretty good. I want to try it. I think I have some blood orange soda. <laughs> that might be better because the thing about it is blood orange is kind of tart and there's nothing yeah. to make this really sweeter. Mm. So. I think I've got some. I love blood orange soda. I think I have some left. So I might try that. Um, so uh, Tortellini, <laughs> how has your, how's your break been and what are you drinking? Well, I'll I'm tortellini this week because I'm watching an episode of Chopped and everybody screwed up making the tortellini in the mm. round. Everybody. Wow. I don't know. <laughs> but they all just did very badly. Were they trying to make the, the pasta from scratch? Mm-mm. It was like pre-made pasta. And I don't know if they just, some people didn't boil it long enough. This one guy tried to fry it. It was a mess. Fry it? Without boiling it first. <laughs> he boiled it for like maybe five minutes and then like dumped the whole bag in the fryer. Chris was so upset that she stuttered a little bit. <laughs> because, because I'm like, how do you make it to chopped if you can't even boil pasta? Boil like I, pasta. I am not a, you know, top top tier chef by any means, but I can boil pasta. Come on. <laughs> what are you drinking um, oh well you haven't told us about your break how's your break uh i haven't really had much of a break just because work has been crazy the three days i was at work last week were absolutely insane so today was my first like break break so it feels really good i did absolutely nothing today except mm-hmm. watch netflix and leah remini it was perfect <laughs> i gotta catch up before you catch up to me on the Scientology show. Oh, I'm all caught up. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. <laughs> I had time today. <laughs> I keep watching everything else um, and just kind of picking episodes here and there of that that I want to watch because it's so much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what are you drinking? I'm just drinking a little, <laughs> little bit of red wine because I'm going out later. So I'm trying to be a responsible adult right now. Okay. Party time. <laughs> Flight turn up. <laughs> I've pretty much been doing nothing. Netflix as well. I was supposed to be catching up on Scientology show, but I have fallen in love with um that that show Salt Acid Fat something else Heat. Oh, it is what so is good. It? It's it's a show on Netflix. It's only it's only four episodes long. One is salt. One is fat. One is acid. One is heat. 
it's a chef and she's kind of did you ever watch the um uh oh i forgot the name of the show bourdain his show mm-hmm. it kind of puts you in the mind of that but each show is dedicated to that well i was about to say a particular spice but not not necessarily a spice but just like the salt show is dedicated to salt mm-hmm. So it's really good. And I really like it. And I like watching cooking shows. So it kind of puts you in the mind of his show. Tonight, I am drinking a chili spiced old fashioned. And it is spicy. (laughs) (laughs) Tonight's drink was provided by Becca. So yay. yay. I'm glad you liked it. I love it. I love it. So I did a dry run with it last week sometime. So this week I knew to use a few more drops of the chocolate bitters. Mm. Um, so I just shook until I got tired of shaking because <laughs> <laughs> it was like very spicy the last time. Oh, but wow. also, also I don't keep ice in the house and it does call for ice, but I already learned a long time ago that when drinks call for ice, just add a few splashes of water and that'll take care of it. Cause mm-hmm. that's, that's generally the point is for the ice to kind of melt down. So yeah. And I love it. Remind me to bring my own ice when I visit you. (laughs) (laughs) I just don't use, I I mean, it just, it takes away from the drink. I just don't use ice, but typically if I'm having people over, I will get ice or I'll tell someone to bring ice, but I just don't, I don't like, I don't like ice. I, even when I go to restaurants, I say, no ice. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> I feel I feel a little judged with the silence. <laughs> moving on. <laughs> oh, you're about oh. to judge me now. What? Why? Why are we going to judge you? <laughs> so I was going to talk about this moment in my Black history. But really... Oh, you, know, you don't have a moment because... Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, 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 no. I take that. I, no, that is not how I meant it. That is not how I meant it. That is not how I meant it. I thought <laughs> to talk about the movie, and I was going to say that was the most non-black movie ever. Mm. So that's why it's like you don't have a moment. But I don't know what else went on in your life. So I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't mean it that way. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. Proceed. It just mm, makes mm, it even mm. worse. But I feel like. <laughs> I'm just regressing into core white women activities. Um, <laughs> I was listening to Panic at the Disco on repeat in my car, and I was like, oh, Rebecca would be so disappointed Why? in me right now. Why would you, <laughs> no. Why would you tell me that? <laughs> you know, I like to, I don't know, be just, I don't know. But uh, I was listening to The Greatest Showman Reimagined. It's like The Greatest Showman sign- soundtrack, but it's like other people and it's panic at the disco and they're just so loud and instrumental and i love them but i'm mm. oh. <laughs> but that's not a bad thing because i have my queen moments sometime and i have you know i mean i don't think that's a bad thing Mm-mm. just just as long as you you know bring it back home you gotta balance it out though <laughs> yeah bring it back home <laughs> and i've been watching uh parks and rec again 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 oh, since gosh. um since I saw Bird Box yesterday. <laughs> so, so, but I, okay, how did you like Bird Box? 
And we don't have to, we don't have to spoil it. You know, listeners have watched, but I just wondered. I liked how you like. I figured you would after people made it sound like super scary, and it wasn't really scary. I mean, I jumped like at least once. (laughs) But well, you know, I cried a few times. But (laughs) oh lord, I feel like at the end though. I feel like it's right there with like Get Out, where it was kind of creepy it was just a long suspense right 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 yeah that's fine before we um jumped in to the show i did want becca and i just to kind of um let people know how much fun they will have with bandersnatch yeah (laughs) no i mean we're not gonna give it we're not gonna give anything away but we essentially watched two different movies i mean i think we both came to the same ending we did but and i had a friend who like at the very beginning made a completely different choice than both of us made and had a completely different movie i was talking to her about it this evening too there were some choices that you told me that you made and i never got those choices <laughs> You're like, i was what? like we're not watching two different i was i was grinning the whole time but as a warning uh, you know, it got really dark really fast. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, oh, this is so incredible, which it was still incredible, but it was just like, oh, this is so fun. This is incredible. And then, wham. <laughs> I went into it like a little apprehensive because I had been reading all these different reviews and there were a lot of people who are critiquing it, just saying that like, you know, there aren't enough choices or the choices that are presented to you, like, I don't know that it was a very shallow movie. Like it wasn't very like deep and thought provoking or anything like that, but I just appreciated it for just like the artistry. Like it was just so well done, so well thought out and put together. Like it was just really impressive. Some people, you know, you, you can't give some people anything Mm -hmm. (laughs) because it's like, it was kind of shallow, but that doesn't matter. This is like our first real time having something Mm -hmm. like this. Um, like you said, it was beautifully shot. The acting was good. And I wondered and still wonder how long did it take them to film this? Oh, it's forever. (laughs) And even piece it together. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you know, you've got to create this web in your mind to keep up. And I said, I'm going to try it again later on with different choices, but I don't think I remember all my choices. So (laughs) yeah, I know I don't, but I might watch it again. But I definitely need you to go back and watch um, the last season of Black Mirror, though, because there were like a couple of references in there that I was like, oh, if she had seen last season, she would get the reference. I'm working on it. <laughs> like I'm, I'm watching it. I'm just watching it slowly because for some reason I was terrified of this last season. I don't know why, but um I think I'm on, I think I'm three episodes in. I might be four in actually. So like I got the St. Juniper thing. Okay. Um, yeah. Which that wasn't this past season, was it? Wasn't that? Mm, that was like four last. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, it was fun, but anyway, we won't bore Doyen anymore. You can come back now, Doyen. <laughs> you can come back. <laughs> the second drink's a little bit better because I doubled the vodka. I thought we were like limiting oh, you to one drink. You said that. I didn't agree to it. <laughs> oh my God. 
I didn't pregame though, so I'm good. Moving on to current events. So I think I saw it maybe on Instagram at first, and it was basically the Carters, mostly Beyonce in this huge ass baby jacket or jacket, <laughs> and it's and the two babies in blue. And then I read and I went to I finally found an article. It turns out Jay Z was also there, <laughs> like another accessory. <laughs> My goodness. But basically, it was really cute, though. Like, basically, they um, got a bench in some New York park, and they dedicated it to Jay-Z's grandma, Hattie White. It said, someone is sitting in the shade today because someone planted a tree a long time ago with love and admiration to our root, Hattie White. Oh, that's and I beautiful. Just thought, it was so sweet. And then I just love that we got a chance to see all of them outdoors. <laughs> it was a Christmas I still, miracle. <laughs> I still didn't get a really good look at Sir. Yeah. But gosh, Rumi looks so much like Blue. Yeah, you get like a side shot of Sir. And he's like yeah. frowning like his dad. <laughs> yeah, they all have that Jay-Z frown. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it was, was sweet. It was super sweet that they got her a bench. That made me happy. Moving on. I <laughs> I read this and it's goofy and I'm still gonna say it. But um special podcast thoughts and prayers goes to LeBron's groin because <laughs> hmm. he got hurt. <laughs> and he can't play. <laughs> and you know. I, I I had no clue what that was referring oh, to and I was like this. <laughs> I don't watch the basketball. <laughs> so I was like, okay, well, I'm sure someone will film me. I don't either, but I have the ESPN app and notifications are a thing. But no. yeah, Mm-mm. I mean, he just, he hurt his groin and he can't play for a few games. And, uh, you know, I love LeBron, so I don't want him to have. I actually did not know you love LeBron. Is it just because Beyonce loves LeBron? No, he's become like more woke and vocal about things. And I like that. It has Uh, nothing to do with Beyonce. (laughs) Next up, um, did y'all see the B2K concert lineup? Let me tell you something. (laughs) I am ready. I am like planning a girl's trip because I am going to go see B2K. I mean, let's plan it. <laughs> this is one of those moments where I realized that y'all are younger than me because I was Doyen was like, and I'm I'm gonna wear this outfit, and I was like, oh wait, you going for real? Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna I be- for, but I forget that he that that era was like y'all's prime. Like I was, like I was 40. an undergrad, but I was toward I. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> This is why we limit your alcohol. This is the exact reason why. When B2K came out, I was like, maybe a junior, senior. I was definitely grown and in my field working when Icebox came out because, I, which I know is a Marion. I know that's not B2K, but I felt weird for liking the song because I was like, this is a teeny bopper song, but I got this Icebox. <laughs> That video used to be off the chain, though. It was. It was. It was so. And I, rem- I just, I just remember thinking, 
these little boys are doing a lot of gyrating. Oh my God. Listening to Pretty Ricky. Like, I love Pretty Ricky. <laughs> when I see, but the difference is the, the members of Pretty Ricky are closer to my age, which is probably why I let myself enjoy Pretty Ricky more. But I love Pretty Ricky. Um, so I remember one year, remember when they came out with the Christmas album and you can buy like different covers? Oh, yeah. Like, which I recommend no. you like, which no. I feel like. No, I don't. I got it for Christmas, but they like bought me the wrong cover and I had to go change it. Oh, Lord. What cover did you want? Raspy. I love Raspy. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, y'all <laughs> and I feel like every time every- is, and it's really weird because like nowadays I'm like I'm so team dark skinned that I'm like I was super into these light skinned guys for some reason anyways but that- every time I see that little fizz <laughs> man so <laughs> but now like that year <laughs> I'm sorry you said little fizz and I couldn't Go ahead. Try to tell y'all about my line <laughs> siblings. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm going to sip my drink. That way I'll be quiet. Can you post that meme on the POD IG page? So yes. People know what yes. we're talking about. <laughs> oh my God. Yes. I'm done now, doing. I promise. <laughs> we're done. We're done. We're done. We're done. <laughs> <laughs> Doyle, I just pulled it up because I forgot about it. <laughs> Sorry, last night. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so basically, my sister Yasor was like, "Yeah, we uh, got you uh, B2K, and they're gonna come in the morning and sing on the driveway." And like, part of me was like, "Okay, clearly they're lying to me." But then part of me was like. I wanted to have a little bit of hope. <laughs> Clearly, they're not on my driveway. <laughs> oh, well, I'm Seriously. sorry. <laughs> I'm going to have to talk about that in therapy, about how they lied to me about oh. <laughs> <laughs> me too, came yeah. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I will totally be going to a B2K concert. It's going to happen. Well, um, I'm going with you. About- <laughs> Uh, Bow Wow just wants to let y'all oh, know that Vito. <laughs> well, <laughs> fans were wanting to know why wasn't he on the bill, and he was like, "These are all singers." Mm. But when I looked at the bill, there was some rappers on there too. Because yeah. I know I saw Ching- Yin Yang Twins gonna be there, mm-hmm. and Yin Yang Twins. Now listen, now listen, oh listen, the whispers. <laughs> oh yeah, that was that was you, Chris. <laughs> That was me. That was me. That was me. That was me. I I have a lot of anxiety about people whispering because I feel like then I have to smell your breath. (laughs) 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 So while I like the whisper song, I would absolutely not like anybody to whisper at me. (laughs) Oh my God. But yeah, I'm super excited about it. The reason why little Bow Wow cannot attend is because he's been showing his ass all this time and don't nobody want to see him. 
Side note, have y'all ever seen that video of him dancing to Drake? Oh my God, let me see if I can find this video. He like hops out of the car no. and starts dran- dancing to... Yeah. Oh my God, let me go find I haven't video. seen the video, but I want to see him dance, um, do that little robotic dance with with Omari. <laughs> I'll, I'll oh, for much. Yes, yes. That used to be my song. <laughs> Listen, I used to like Bow Wow, so I, I mean, mean, I think he should be a part of the tour. Of course, I'm not going, but I think he should be. A I part loved of- Bow Wow, but he is since turned into embarrassment into my youth, and so <laughs> I want him to, you know, stay what? at home. I maybe have- buy a ticket. <clears throat> oh, can he afford <laughs> that Dorian, that was cruel. <laughs> I have a lot of empathy for Bow Wow, even though I don't want to. I, I don't want to see or hear his shenanigans. <laughs> I, have a lot of, I don't, but I have a lot of empathy for him because that's got to be rough being so successful, so young, and then it fizzles out. And what are you supposed to do with the rest mm-hmm. of your life? Like that's got to be difficult. Tia and Tamara, so did I have it. a lot. Of, but Tia and Tamara never really went into. Not to say that Bow Wow is obscure, but T and Tamara always had their little uh, Hallmark movies and they've they've (laughs) stayed in the, I'm just saying they've stayed working. Like they've always been working. I don't know. I want him to go away and then come back and reinvent himself properly like Miley Cyrus did. And I think, uh, yeah, I'm going to skip over that. And I think that um, a part of the thing for him is that he's tried to do that and it hasn't been successful. You know, he's tried hosting. He's tried acting. And it's still just nothing seems to stick. So (laughs) I know, but. I just I I have empathy for that. I'm sorry. Okay, we talked about Bow Wow for long enough. Um, <laughs> <laughs> moving on. Um, this is literally my favorite part of 2019. Rihanna said that she will be releasing her dance hall album that we've all been waiting for. That's what she Where's said. Where's the airhorn um, sound effect? Oh, oh, I don't have an dance air hall. You don't have an airhorn. I okay. So. <laughs> oh wait, I've got to do the crowd goes wild. <laughs> okay. I need to make a list of stuff to add. And I definitely need that. Let me write that down. I definitely need an air horn. <laughs> I am so excited about this album that's about to happen. I am too. I just I, and I believe her when she says 2019. I believe her, but when, girl? So right, like when. she better, she gonna drop it December right. 31st. <laughs> but it's I'm okay. not. I'm not gonna press her right. about I'm it. I'm gonna continue listening to Anti. <laughs> Whenever you're ready. So sis. Anti. So Anti is the only. That's the only Rihanna album you're gonna listen to. Okay, we don't have enough time for okay. that. Yeah, let's not do that. <laughs> let's not do that. We're doing tonight. We're, we're not. We're not going to. I we're not going like... to. But you're missing out. Okay? okay, that's not a battle you want to pick today. Nope. <laughs> okay, I uh, won't. <laughs> so moving on. <laughs> this video about busy bone. <laughs> oh my god. Turn <laughs> 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 out so so buck. <laughs> Yo, (laughs) that second video. It's 
the second video. And the way he waved her off with his hand, that like player, that sass. I mean, that sass. I was like, his name is Mitch Mason Sassy Bone. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God. I did not know. First of all, I didn't know it was that serious. Are y'all really arguing with, uh, I just, anyway. With this, like, anyway, little gun in his lap. Well, well, the gun he had was old. I mean, he he was handling like it was mm-hmm. a shotgun, but it was old as all get out. Like it's probably gonna. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if it's got that gun, has to have some serious kickback, <laughs> like for real. Like it's probably gonna take his shoulder off okay. because it's big and old and rusty. Let me give y'all some context. So to start off, Busy Bone is yelling at twenty one, and who else was he yelling at? I don't even know what this Migos, is about. Migos. I don't know. It was some random rap well, beef. I didn't Migos, <laughs> Migos, Migos tried to pull a jock mm. and say that they were the top rap group of mm. all time. And that's where it, it started. And so of all time, busy, actually I think of all time. And I think lazy, well, may, they may have not said of all time. That might be me adding that. But anyway, they said they're the top rap group. Lazy bone was the one who actually, uh, I think initiated the hold up now <laughs> and y'all need to calm down and it just goes from there. Uh. <laughs> I thought they were fighting because they said that they invented mumble rap. Am I making, I might be making this up. This argument keeps um, getting worse and worse. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> uh, I don't, I, if they, if you mean because bone said they or because Migos mm-hmm. said they invented it. If the, if they did, it stemmed from that original "We're the gotcha. Best" group. Okay, and so it was just a back and forth, back and forth. Because then Offset was like, "Show your bankroll," and then one of the bones—I forget which one—one of the bones was like, "Nah, this ain't about money. It's about rapping. Let's uh-huh. have a rap off." <laughs> and, and somehow Twenty One got thrown into this Poor thing, <laughs> and then. Poor thing. <laughs> They said 21 called Busy Bones shotgun a musket. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it looks like. It looks like a musket. I was like, dude, where is is that your granddaddy's shotgun? Like, what, what shotgun is that? It did look like a musket. And somebody, you know, I stay away from the comments a lot. Only time I go to the comments is when I don't know what's going on. And I go to the comments to try to figure out what's going on. The comments is like my favorite but, place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I, I stay away from comments because people get so ugly and so nasty. And I don't, I don't need that. Mm-mm, I don't like it. But anyway, I went to the comments and somebody said, somebody said, oh, Uncle Charles would be so disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> I said Uncle Charles Uncle Charles would be so they said Uncle Charles would be so disappointed y'all and I, just couldn't, I couldn't hold it together after that but it was the way and I'm assuming this was his <laughs> wife girlfriend significant other whomever tried to step into the closet and let him know hey the police out there because fool you on live <laughs> with these with this musket <laughs> And he waved he her really off. Did. But then like he waved her off with flair. But then like he like <laughs> mentally processed what she did and just like happened oh, like, oh no. shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
It was just too funny. <laughs> Get it together, Bones. It was hilarious. It together. He was just so dramatic about the whole notion. I was like, if, it was so dramatic. If you really about that life, why are you on Instagram live? <laughs> you know, like. Uh, exactly that's something these young boys back do. in my like, day we used to do drive-bys sorry i watched you're so cute. Uh, baby boy way too many times and you watched one <laughs> season of the wire <laughs> This is true. And now she, and now she, uh, vice right. Real G. <laughs> mm, mm, mm. Okay. Now that I have made myself cry laughing. <laughs> um, <laughs> the next part, uh, is kind of, I'm glad that it's happening. It's kind of sobering. Um, I know it's going to be intense emotionally, but, um, on January 3rd on Lifetime, there's a three-day documentary um, called Surviving R. Kelly. And it's basically about all of the women that he has taken advantage of, or the women that will speak about it. And I don't really have cable, but I'm going to figure out a way to watch this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got y'all. I got y'all. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, initially, I wasn't going to watch it just and I don't really, I really don't know why I wasn't going to watch it. Probably because I wasn't sure exactly how it was going to be done. And Lifetime, so what they are, the way they are going to do it, this is definitely in Lifetime's bag. Like they got mm-hmm. this. But I thought maybe it was going to be like a movie type thing. Mm-hmm. And Lifetime drops the ball mm-hmm. a lot <laughs> with <laughs> so I just wasn't gonna watch at first and then they've got the little commercial out now and I was like damn this is gonna be triggering this is gonna be heavy but I feel like I have to mm-hmm. watch because these women have stepped forward and decided to you know share their story and we don't want that to be for nothing yeah I think Rebecca said something in our <laughs> messages about it that kind of like change i was probably gonna watch it but really i don't know increased like my desire to watch it do you want to say what you said (laughs) i I don't remember what i said either but it was probably something along the lines of just like so many times we don't tell these stories from a survive from a survivor's perspective or give them a voice and like chris was saying if they are like making themselves this vulnerable i think this may have been what i said if they're making themselves this vulnerable, like the least that I can do is be the listening ear. Like even if it's going to make me uncomfortable, like they had to live through it and it was extremely yeah. much more worse for them. So so we'll we'll get back to you all with more notes on that. But I I still get a little frustrated because people are still, people who I expect better from are still going up mm-hmm. with Dick Robert mm-hmm. and I don't understand I don't understand in the same way that people are still going up for Kanye and I get legit like heartbroken and upset that this is still happening because I don't understand why we are allowing passes to these people. But anyway, Um, we're going to keep this show on the up and up. Yeah. Moving on. So (laughs) we're going to move on to our someone something section. So since this is literally our last episode of 2018, 
not the last episode in general. So be okay, y'all. Are, <laughs> you know, I know y'all might have been scared, but we are coming into 2019 with y'all. <laughs> <laughs> well, it'll be 2019 when they hear this. <laughs> this so. is true. So I know this is a time when a lot of people talk about visions and resolutions and kind of just trying to be more introspective about what you did in 2018 and how you can be better about it in 2019. So I just want to give us a second to talk about, you know, personally, what's your goal or aim for 2019? And it doesn't have to be super specific, like go to the gym three times, because I wouldn't even set myself up for that lie. But... (laughs) You know, what in general are you hoping to do better in 2019? Chris. Wow. Oh, I'm deflecting. Well, (laughs) I don't really ever set resolutions. I don't really ever. All I all I do is I like to look at the new year as a time to just kind of hit the reset button. I am in general pretty reflective. And so I like to take the time to just kind of look at how I did some things during this year and how I want to either approve upon the way I did things in certain you know areas or how I want to take a complete detour, like never do that again, never handle it that way again. And just try to create a better me. That's that's really it. Like I've I have made like some small personal goals, but I don't really like to talk about them for one, because I probably won't keep them. (laughs) That's not fair. I am going to, I am going Mm -hmm. to keep them because some of them apply to when we get to our poor life decision part. And to be honest, when I do what I'm supposed to do, my life just flows better. So I am going to work towards um, just keeping myself balanced, keeping everything aligned. And I do have this... (laughs) So I don't understand why at the end of every year, everyone acts like it was the worst year ever and the next year is going to be their year. Does this ha- Why does this happen every year? 2018, trash. And I'm like, it was all right. I mean, I get for some people, I do get for some people it may have been horrible, but all of y'all hate 2018? All of y'all hate it? <laughs> I don't, uh, and maybe, and maybe the year is just so long that I don't remember some of the things mm. that may have happened this year, but I guess because I watch a lot of highlights and even we did our own little, you know, personal highlights of the year. All I can think about is all the dope stuff that happened this year. So, um, I mean, <laughs> no year tops. Well, currently 2016 is still my shit year. So <laughs> oh. I am a okay with 2018 and I just hope to see a better yeah. 2019. Anyways, I think I still always hope for progression. Yeah, I just, um, I will say that one of my main goals, which I started this in 2018, and I've been doing really well. So it's not something that I have necessarily fallen off with, but I am going to just make more gains in being um, fiscally responsible. I still have my moments when I like to buy Mm -hmm. happiness. But um, I'm going (laughs) to, I mean, because, but I'm going to work better on uh, just being more fiscally responsible. And I'm definitely, so one goal I will share that I'm definitely going to make happen is I am moving out of this apartment because I hate it. And I've been saying that for, yes, I've been saying that for three years now and I I haven't gone anywhere because I'm lazy, 
but I'm getting out of here. So okay. for me, I just generally, very much this year, I realized that like I really can't do what the fuck I want and expect to live a whole life and, you know, like be healthy and happy. So the next year, I'm going to try to be a better adult. So hmm. when we're going <laughs> to... <laughs> that makes me want to cry. <laughs> Why does that make you want to cry? Oh, because adulting is so I hard, mean, and I don't, I don't know if I am capable of taking on the task of being a mm. better adult. So I think the thing with me is like I'm not making super specific benchmarks, so I am leaving room for me to fail because I know I will. But in my failures, I hope to learn from it and apply the learnings to like still trying to be better. And so Melania says be best, but I think my resolution <laughs> is just be better. <laughs> All right, Melania. <laughs> so, Bex? Oh, is it my turn? I've been trying to, like, avoid. <laughs> um, and so that's actually something that I'm going to work on in 2019 is not avoiding things that make me uncomfortable, like situations or conversations like different things. I have very strong avoidant patterns because I don't like conflict at all. But sometimes conflict is good. And sometimes you need to be able to say like no or be able to just voice your opinion, really. So that's something that I'm going to work on is not avoiding things, being completely upfront and addressing things head on. And being, I think, more intentional about the decisions I make, I feel like a lot of what has happened to me over the past year, probably two years has been just kind of me letting a lot of life happen to me and not being intentional about, is this decision going to lead me to the life that I really want long-term? Like looking at like long-term impact of decisions and just kind of being like, okay, this is a cool opportunity that presented itself and not reflecting on like, how does this look in the bigger picture? So I want to spend 2019 like being more intentional and really focused on, all right, these opportunities are presented to me, but just because an opportunity is available doesn't necessarily mean it's one you need to take. I don't know if that makes any sense. I feel like I'm kind of rambling a little bit, but yeah, it makes a hundred percent. Yeah. It's, this is the shit that they never told us about in school or oh my god (laughs) our parents never told us nobody told us that nobody told us (laughs) that that might be a a book one day that's 100 percent always been on my lifelong list is to write a book so it might be called nobody told us but that means i have to figure out life first um (laughs) (laughs) so moving on to our poor life decision this Again, because we are looking forward to a new year and just trying to figure out how to do things better. I wanted to focus this time on managing it all, um, creating a balance in your life and also productivity. And so I think the most structured time for me was when I was in school. And so when I got out of school, I was like, you can do whatever you want. And it turns out, Nothing gets done if I do whatever I want. (laughs) So I am back to the point where I'm like, I need structure. I need to set a schedule for myself. 
and routines and things like that just to be able to get stuff done. The first article we looked like it looked at it actually oddly enough came to me through Pinterest and it was about this blogger and she was talking about how to have it all. So she works full time, she commutes to work two hours total. Hmm. <laughs> she works out <laughs> six times a week, about one and a half hours each day. <laughs> she eats healthy meals while meal prepping every Sunday. She's a blogger, so she does one post a week, and then everybody knows that once you put that post out, that's just half the work, and you have to like really actually get people to read your blog. <laughs> she does YouTube. She does a video a week. She has a boyfriend. She meditates and reads regularly. And then she said her day-to-day tasks include dishes, laundry, feeding, walking the dogs, cleaning her room, grocery shopping, staying on top of bills, emails, trying to post more on Instagram, planning content, etc. So all, this is not a real person. This is a robot. She's not real. <laughs> That one video a week for YouTube, that's the one that really impressed me (laughs) (laughs) because that's a lot. And I I tried to do YouTube. I tried to do um, where I would review like beauty products and stuff. And editing is such a bitch, like (laughs) which I'm sure she's done it for some time. She's got it down pat. And she's got it to where, you know, she can kind of seamlessly go through the video when she's creating it. So she didn't have a lot of editing to do. But, yeah. oh, man, I was impressed with that. I was but like, I'm going to say. By the six, one and a half hour a week workout. <laughs> well, I was, gonna, I was going to say that her, her life now is a lot like how mine mm-hmm. used to be. And like. Can't like when Candace and I were roommates, like she can vouch for that. That's how my life was. And I was working out six, maybe even seven days a week then. But that's because I was addicted to the gym. I wish I could get addicted to the gym again instead (laughs) of, you know, potato chips. But anyway, but when, when I have a full schedule, I do better. And it's like you said with school. So high school, I was probably at my peak because my schedule was so jam packed with everything that I participated in that it was like an efficient machine. And then by the time I got to college, I had a little more freedom. And now that I'm in the real world, it's like there's too much free time, even though really there's no free time, but I make it be free time. But there are plenty of things that I should be doing during that time. Yeah, so part of it is, like, reading through this article did help me to, like, reimagine and refocus my time. So I spend so much time, and we all do, just scrolling social media. And half the time, it's not even new shit. It's just the same posts because Instagram's like, bitch, you back again. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I don't know what their problem is, but they need to figure that it out. They came and went. Fuck out, because I don't like it. What? It's all the timeline is oh. all wonky now. Like you're showing, you're showing me things I've already oh, really? seen now. Yeah, it's stupid. But um, the other night I went to sleep way too early, so I was up like from like three to five, and <laughs> halfway through that I was like, it says scrolling. I could be learning something, so I went to YouTube and was looking at makeup tutorials, and so now I know how to make or do my eyeshadow in a different way than I didn't do before. So just thinking about, I think in general, just refocusing my time 
and catching myself when I know that I'm just, I mean, there's a difference between trying to grow a blog Instagram and just being on Instagram, thinking of other things I can do with my time. So um, I wanted to go through her tips on how to manage it all. So the first thing was fill two needs with one deed. And so she talks about optimizing your time by combining certain tasks. So she talks about she attend a meditation class with her mom. So that kind of builds the relationship factor, but also her spirituality and social factor. Um, she talks about watching YouTube videos while at the gym. And I remember I used to read while I was at the gym. <laughs> well, if I was on the treadmill, I would read because I don't run. So. <laughs> there's that <laughs> but um just kind of just she says two needs with one deed but i'm like knocking two parts one stone fuck you peta or peta whatever it is <laughs> mm, mm, mm. so what do y'all think about that <laughs> it's peta i'm i'm glad that she made a point to say I'm not talking about multitasking in the traditional sense because people tend to take a lot of pride in multitasking, but you just really end up not accomplishing anything. And what everything that she said made sense. To me, I think we're pretty good on this one. I know, especially like with podcast, like when I listen to podcasts while I'm doing Mm -hmm. something else or, you know, like in the car is typically when I handle a lot of phone calls. Um, I don't know why, but that's typically when I handle a lot of phone calls. So I think a lot of this um, I already kind of do on this one. Any thoughts, Becca, before we go to the next? No. And the reason I'm saying nope is because the second article that we're going to address resonated a lot more with me than this one. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, the second one resonated with me. Um, it's cute. A lot. Sorry. <laughs> Extremely a lot. <laughs> and it was get self disciplined. So um I don't like even disciplining others. So it's hard for me to turn around and do it to myself. <laughs> I Girl. Just, like, yeah. It's hard. Um, but I also understand that I'm not going to get to where I want to be without self-discipline. So that's kind of part of the things that I'm looking towards doing next year is just making myself do stuff because I'm not going to get there without it. And that's why I say like when I'm in school, when my schedule is just jam-packed, I end up being more productive because I don't really have to discipline myself There are these outside forces that are doing it for me. So I have to do this at this time because there's no other time to do it. And so when I have a lot of unaccounted for time in my life, I display a lot less stuff. Yeah. And I remember uh, I was listening to You're a Badass and she was talking about time. And it's like you had the whole two weeks to write that paper. You didn't until the night before. But guess what? You made time to write it. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you're right. So I've really been, this past month, I've really been, like, rethinking time and making time for things that matter to me, except for working out. But we're going to get there. The next one was make commitments. And it said, if you struggle with self-discipline, a good way to improve that is to make commitments and or do something that will make you more likely 
do whatever it is you need to do. So for me, I just, if it's left to me, if I say, hey, I'm going to do this and I don't tell anybody, it may not get done. But mm. if I tell somebody else, the shame of me not doing it <laughs> and they like calling me out on it will drive me to do it. And so um, yeah. that's why, like, like she said, book clubs work for me. Accountability groups work for me because I just, I need that outside motivation to get it done. Yeah. I try not to make commitments. Oh my God. <laughs> Ma'am. I'm just saying, I try not to because uh, I mean, the the article is true. Doyen is right. If I make a commitment, then I feel the need to follow through because I don't want to go back on what I say, especially if I make a commitment to someone. So I, I, I mean, I am notorious for saying, I don't know. I really don't want to commit to that, but I'll try, which in I'm general means probably not. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, Sorry. Yeah. So in fact, like I was talking to my friend and um, he told me to come visit him and he's kind of closer to downtown. I was like, oh, are you close to Katie Trail? And he was like, yeah. And I'm like, okay, great. So we can like walk and work out while we hang out which is far better than sitting on a couch and not moving my body. So (laughs) little bits, little ways to like convince myself to move my body is going to be great. Um, (laughs) The next one was get into a routine and schedule tasks. Yes. And so um, I don't know if y'all have ever heard about the passion planner, but that's literally what it does. It has like a, daily schedule and you have to fill it in at first you know the no-show that stresses me out because I'm like oh well you know I have to write down everything I need to do that seems so stringent but again now that I've been so lax and I'm like I'm not doing anything I'm supposed to be doing (laughs) uh, I think I'm drawing myself back to the notion that I need a routine and a schedule yes I function so much better during routines. My former secretary made a point one time. She said, girl, I don't think you eat when we don't no. come to work. <laughs> and, and I was like, oh my God, you're right. Because when I don't, like now, that's I don't have that problem now, largely because I do, you know, the meal boxes. So I cook because it's like, I done bought this, I done paid for it, so I'm gonna cook it. But in the past, on weekends, or whenever we had like, you know, breaks off of work, popcorn and wine is how I stayed alive. (laughs) And, 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 you know, but that's so true. I just don't function well outside of routine. It's like, I have no idea what to do. And I'm screaming on the inside. I don't like not having a routine. I like structure. I function better in structure. And so even though I enjoy having this break and this time off of work, I, I'm i not ready to go back, but my insides mm-hmm. are ready for me to go back. Mm-hmm. I feel like I've eaten like <laughs> one I and a half it. meal today. <laughs> I mean, today I've eaten once. What was that, about seven o'clock this morning when I said I was going to cook mm-hmm. those pancakes? That was the only time you that ate? That was when I ate today. That's the only time I've eaten today. I haven't, I haven't had a snack or anything. Now I've had, you know, some drinks and some of the, some of that drink was water. Some of that drink was water. (laughs) Some of that drink, 
a, a small portion of swallow. that water. But <laughs> but no, I've really been I've been getting back on my water because my face is punishing me right now. So I'm having to pay it forward. But yeah, I'm gonna cook when we wrap up recording. I need while I was at Whole Foods, I got two pieces of smoked chicken. And I got bread because my sister got me addicted to their brioche bread. And that's dinner. <laughs> but it's because I don't want to cook. Right. That was really <laughs> good, actually. Uh, the next one was opportunity costs uh, slash sacrifices. And so, like, I use, I, yeah. sometimes I'm good about thinking about, like, the, the cost-benefit factor of things. So, basically, what she said, or actually what Gary Keller said, was extraordinary results require focus, attention, and time. Time on one thing means time away from another. This makes balance impossible. And so, again, just going back to the notion of like, yeah, I can hang out on social media and just not really do a whole lot, or I could be doing something that could propel me further in my dreams. Or even like I could be reading or learning something or doing a craft that I could possibly monetize in the future rather than just scrolling on Instagram. I have found that the older I get, the less likely I am to make sacrifices. And I don't know what that means. I don't know if that's good. I don't know if that's bad, but I used to be willing to sacrifice a lot. And some of those things, I'm glad that I won't sacrifice anymore because Mm -hmm. one of them is sleep. Even though I have a lot of sleep issues, if it is a time of night where I should be asleep, I'm not going to put that time Mm -hmm. into working on something just because I can't sleep. I'm going to lay there and try to go to sleep, or I'm going to do something recreational that I think will help relax me and calm me and help me get to sleep. I don't know if that's overall, I don't know if that's a good thing or or not, but the older I get, the more reluctant I am to make sacrifices. I think it just depends on what it is. And I think in instances like that, like, yeah, you can't sacrifice, but I know for me that there have been times where I've said that, like, I'm carving out this time for self-care, but did I really need two hours to like veg out on the couch and not do anything? Like, could I have made a sacrifice and maybe only watched like one episode on Netflix instead of two? I think that was more of the point of where she was trying to go. But that still, the older I get, the more I get to the point of, if I don't do want to do it, I'm not going to do it. I'm just not going to do it. And I... <laughs> In some instances, I feel like that's a good thing. And some days, in some instances, I recognize that it may not be the best. But that is a pattern that I'm seeing with myself now. I I used to put myself out there more as far as doing things that I didn't necessarily want to do, but no, I needed to do or doing things that I didn't want to do, but Mm -hmm. I want to do it for this person. I don't do that anymore. If I don't want to do it, I'm not going to do it. And so even though I get home and I know I need to write this, or I need to research that, or I need to do X, Y, and Z. If my mind is set on, I'm going to watch three episodes of this show, that's what the fuck I'm going to do. I'm not defending it because like I said, I get that sometimes that's not the best thing, but it's just something that I've noticed about myself. The next one was, it's actually, since I've read this, I've kind of implemented it more. So if it takes less than five minutes, do it. Um, Yes. they say some examples, washing the dishes right after using them, which is funny because like I was mixing a drink and I turn around and there's like one fork in my sink. And I was like, <laughs> why the fuck did I not wash that? <laughs> but um, 
just think about, you know, five minutes, it's okay. If I miss, you know, if I had to delay watching my show five minutes, it's okay if I can do something that I'm going to have to do later, whichever way. So I feel like um, she says living by this rule does help you gain more confidence and trusting yourself because you're getting things done and not allowing yourself to push them off. And then you're making your life so much easier by just getting whatever it is out of the way. So, I mean, I agree. I like the few things that I've tried it on, usually just normally washing that one fork in the sink. I don't know what happened, why I didn't wash that one. But <laughs> it's just, you know, the notion of like not a huge deal to spend five minutes doing it. And then later on, it doesn't pile up and become a bigger deal. And you become super overwhelmed, which is what happens yeah. to me. Um, I used to follow the emails by this lady called Flight Lady. And basically, she was like a queen of setting routine when it comes to like cleaning your home. It's just keeping like a perfectly clean home. And she would say, like, set a timer for 15 minutes and just do this one thing. And don't get distracted. Like, if it's clearing, clearing out your laundry don't walk into your bedroom and then get distracted and start doing something else. Just literally do that. And she's like, you can do so much within 15 minutes. And so, you know, like, again, it just comes back to me, like reimagining my time that like, I have a lot of time. I just have to use it for purposes that will benefit present and future me instead of just farting around on Instagram. We've had this uh, other article about four productivity tips from entrepreneur.com. This one is more for like the business-minded adults. Maybe anyway. that's why this one resonated with me. Yeah, the other one was just about white women, white women and I know how you are. Yeah, you know me. <laughs> well, the other one, the first one to me applied a lot to personal life. And that's where I seem yeah. to drop the ball. Whereas this one is geared more toward work life, which is where I really mm, shot. I just... <laughs> so I, I this one so this one did resonate with me a lot too, but uh, I'm okay. already good at work. Oh. I need to get good at I need to get good at life. <laughs> I'm just drop saying. <laughs> but anyways. <laughs> so the first productivity to tip was about employing time blocking. And so basically what time blocking is, is scheduling your to-dos. So, mm-hmm. you know, for five minutes or five or 10 minutes at the top of every hour, putting on your calendar, check email, and then you can check email. But then after that, you get back to doing your other work and ignore that email. I know for, I think, once we moved to Microsoft Office and we got Outlook, I don't use the Outlook desktop app because I don't want notifications about my email. I will see the email when I get to it, <laughs> but you're not going to be distracting me all day with my email. I still check it more often than not, but I think I do like the idea of just setting, you know, every, top 10 minutes of every hour, looking at the emails, responding. If there's something wrong, putting or something I need to do, if there's an action item, putting it on my to-do list and then getting back to what I was doing anyways. Yeah, those are the only type of planners that I buy are planners where I can schedule mm. out my entire day. It just helps me so much. Once again, with work, I do and I 
started using the daily, wait, well, I think it's daily plan. I don't remember the name of it. Don't let me lie. But it was a really nice planner and it comes with all this extra stuff and you're supposed to be using it at home too. But of course I'm not, <laughs> I'm not, but that is the only type I buy to where I can plan out my day. I do have my alerts for my work emails because that's the best way for people who need to get in contact with me to get in contact with me is to either text me or email me when it's work stuff. So I do have those alerts on, but yeah, I like to, it works best for me to outline my Um, day. Like I said, going back to um, the passion planner is good because literally it's your whole day and you can schedule it all out in one place. So um, the next one was do your most important work first. And for me, I like to do work that I like to do. Um, (laughs) Especially like when it comes like, I'm not a morning person. So of course I'm not going to do the most like dread. Well, I don't know. I think I know what, like, what tasks work better for me by the time of day. So while I'm not a morning person, I definitely don't accept calls before 10. I will, you know. (laughs) Oh, wow. (laughs) You sound like my old boss. (laughs) I will work on reporting because that's literally just plugging numbers into Excel and I'm fine. And I don't really have to talk to anybody or interface. Um, By the afternoon when I'm awake, that's a great time for me to build ads because I'm creative and, you know, like I'm ready to do it. I'm ready to have calls. But yeah, don't call me before 10. I don't want to talk. (laughs) So we work, Mm -hmm. we work in opposite. I save all of my tasks that don't require a lot of brain power, like plugging in. I save that for after lunch. Yeah, because I start going downhill after like I need a nap like I don't know why we don't have siestas I need a nap but anyway around so I have lunch pretty early I have lunch at like 11 but around one o'clock I start going downhill so things that just you know creating reports that sort of thing I save that for that time of day unless it's something that has a lot of parts to it or I need to get it turned in somewhere else pretty quickly, then I will do it first thing in the morning. But I do put my most important work. What's what, what is going to, what requires the most brain power and also according to when it's due somewhere first. Uh, Yeah. Especially when it comes to deadlines, deadlines are the best way to talk to me, but It really oh is. Me, it like, really don't is. tell me you want something and don't tell me when you want it because I, then it's subject it just won't to get my, done. <laughs> right. Or it's just subject to like my interpretation of when it should be done, which is usually not as fast as you want it done. So I don't know. And don't tell me things in passing because it may never make it to the planner. So that's why it's, I, I, I try to tell those who work under me all the time, please text me, please email me. Because that way, either I've got my phone in my hand and I can set myself a reminder to add it to the planner or I'm already at my desk and I can go ahead and add it to the planner. It's but if it doesn't get in that yeah. planner, it doesn't it get done. chance for me, but. yeah so um yeah um the next one was multitask appropriately and honestly i feel like what he should have said was like just kind of know what you can do you know know what you can and can't do 
Yeah, like, so for some people, like me, I have no issue with multi uh, podcasts and work because, I don't know, my brain thinks of things in two different ways. I cannot, and even, like, I'll listen to uh, autobiographies and work and be fine, but mm-hmm. I cannot listen to fiction because I will miss a whole chapter of stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, same. And honestly, like, it's specific autobiography. So I'm kind of like the memoirs of comedians. That's what I can listen to and work to at the same time. Michelle Obama, I love her, but her voice is so calm that, like, I tune her out accidentally. (laughs) Yeah. So I can't do that. I can understand that. And so it's really knowing what you can do to multitask. It's the same for me. It just depends on what I'm doing. So those tasks that I normally do first thing in the morning that require a little more effort or a little more brain power, I'm usually listening to music. Podcasts, I listen to more towards the end of the day because that way I can give it more of my attention. Because I'm definitely the type of person that I will end up (laughs) typing what I'm listening to instead of what I'm supposed to be saying. So I do have to, it just, like you say, know what you can and can't do at what Know yourself. Any thoughts, Becca? Mm-hmm. Know yourself. Um, on to the next. Mm-hmm. Um, use the power of processes. And this one did get a little bit intense. Is I felt like he was just talking about himself at that point. But basically talking about... This was my favorite one. <laughs> yeah, mine too. <laughs> uh, he said he started to think of everything as a process or a system. And he... I guess realize that when he made a process, he found points that could be outsourced. And to be fair, like even with the work that I do, there's a lot of times that I realize patterns and um, create shortcuts for that. So <laughs> I I have uh, you know in in Mac you can do like keyboard shortcuts and type stuff that you know you type repetitively so windows is windows and it's not really as intuitive but i do have like stuff like that i type repetitively so i have like keyboard shortcuts (laughs) so that i don't have to type those things every single time (laughs) and it's just like um especially when it comes to repetitive tasks i just try to find ways to optimize and um kind of do it faster without as much effort. I think this resonated with me so much because I often get overwhelmed with like something that I feel is like an insurmountable task. Mm -hmm. But if I think of it as a process, then it's easier for me to like break it into smaller chunks and pieces that I could actually like work on. So like he talked about like doing a webinar or like once I had to like create an entire um, curriculum And just the thought of like having to sit down and develop a curriculum like freaked me out. But when I started thinking about it as a process, like build your outline first, then today you can start looking up like reading materials and then start planning one exercise like that helped me out tremendously. I do um, even like in school. Like writing, writing is always just a stressful thing for me, which is funny because I'm a blogger, but, (laughs) um, well, usually a blogger, but I learned that like outlines was the way for me to 
really clear the fuzz in my brain and then start to build on that. So I guess I think of things as outlines and not processes. I don't know. Yeah, I agree. The processing part makes things a lot easier. He did talk a lot about outsourcing. And once you create a process and you have a process in place, that definitely makes a lot easier to outsource. But I have a hard time with doing that just because when I give you something, I give it to you completely. I don't want to check up on you with it. I don't want to have to over, I don't want to do any of that. It's yours. When I need it, I'm going to ask for it to insert wherever. And that is just increasingly difficult to do (laughs) with with people of today. I need to work on, I definitely need to work on that because there's no reason for my workload to be as big as it is. Not when I have people who work under me, not to mention my own full-time secretary. Honestly, like I get it because it's like, I could do it and it'd be faster, but telling somebody how to do it and then they do it wrong and then having to right. tell them how to do it, it's just <laughs> Exactly, <laughs> exactly. And it's like, but if you put the time into There's creating a wrong. step-by-step process, you know, in the beginning, yeah. <laughs> and it, and, they, and they, they do still mess it up, which is, <laughs> which is even more infuriating, but you know, uh, life. Um, that was the four tips that they gave us. Um, honestly, I think the biggest thing you can do, the biggest gift you can give yourself in 2019 is to be more intentional with your time and your attention. We're not definitely not saying you had to like sign off of social media, but just think about what else you could do. You know, like think about limiting moderation <laughs> and, uh, Figure out like what you need to do, even when it comes to the whole notion of resolutions and goals. Um, I do say I want to be a better adult, but I have like objectives that fall under that, which I can then turn into tactics, which I can then turn into to dos, <laughs> so that I know that like it's like a plausible little yeah. bite sized piece that of uh, this is one thing I can do today to be better tomorrow. Any more thoughts? Mm-hmm. Agreed. This is a very good summary. So we're going to move on to our favorite part of the podcast, the buy you a drink. So Chris, who are you buying a drink for this week? I would like to buy a drink for (laughs) heating pads. I don't know if I'm just becoming a little old lady, but I love sleeping on my heating pad. And I have a nice size one, although I saw one even bigger mm-hmm. on Amazon. I'm probably going to get it. I like sleeping on my heating pad. And I sleep with it like right, like right at, I don't know what, at my waist. And it just, it's so calming. It's so relaxing. It's like a hot, intense hug. And I love it. And even even like before I officially lay down when I'm sitting up in bed and I'm reading or watching TV, I turn it on and my butt's all warm and toasty and I love it. And right now I'm cramping like all get out. And so I'm going to cuddle with it and it just makes everything better. And heating pads are the bomb. And for those of you who don't have one, Becca, I'm looking on Amazon. That heating pad has saved my life and probably the lives of others. So 
let's buy a drink. I want to, I want to buy a nice, warm, hot chocolate with oh a little Kahlua in it. Mm-mm, Bailey's. Bailey's. That's what, that's what a, that's, that's, that's what a heating pad. I am reluctantly buying a drink from my mama. Ooh. <laughs> Why? Because. <laughs> I'm set up. Because last week she asked me if I would cook for New Year's Day, like the black eyed peas, the cabbage, all that kind of stuff. And I say, yeah, sure. No problem. So I went to the grocery store, got all the stuff I needed. We were at church yesterday and she was like, oh, well, actually, we're just going to go to brunch instead. So don't worry about cooking. And I looked at her crazy at first, but I was like, all right, cool. I really didn't want to cook on New Year's Day so I can just chill and relax. That'll be perfect. She texted me about an hour ago and was like, yeah, so we're going to come by your house at like 1.30 tomorrow <laughs> to get our black eyed peas and our cabbage. And I was like, wait, I thought we were going to brunch. And she was like, well, we can do that too, but we're still going to come get our plates and stuff at <laughs> 1.30. So... Yes, mama. Yes. Mama just finessed her way into having me cook tomorrow. So... Her little sneaky self is getting a strawberry margarita on the rocks. Mom doesn't have to worry about anything tomorrow. She's got yeah. brunch and dinner planned. So <laughs> I love it. Um, Zoyan, who are you I'm buying a drink, drink for my for? sister. Um, my sister, Ronke, that lives, lives in Dallas with me. I actually moved out to Dallas Yay. to be near her. She's Kind of the next one up in the the Adaby rung. And um last week she texted me, she's like, Hey, uh, I wanna do a photo <laughs> shoot for my thirty-fifth birthday. I was like, Cool, when's that? Holy shit, it's um <laughs> Wednesday. <laughs> and I was just like No, you I know her birthday. Birthday. I didn't feel like she was turning thirty five and it just hit me like a ton of bricks. But um <laughs> so oh. I went to buy her a drink and um we're going to do some fun stuff for her birthday. But it was just like, I can't, my notion of people aging is very just bad. So I'm just like, wait, you're getting older every year. <laughs> also, black people don't Yeah, age, but it's just like, so. we're getting grown. Like, my little sister's turning 30 this year. Right. I just can't deal. <laughs> yes. Well, is she for real? So, yeah. Oh, man. But Doyen, aren't y'all like a matter of months apart? But still, literally, people are like, "How old is your little sister?" And I'm like, "How old am I?" Subtract one. Okay, that's how she is. But but, uh, yeah. So Mm, just mm, mm. shout out to my sister who's turning 35 in a couple days. Okay, happy birthday, happy birthday, sister. If I ever plan a photo shoot, well, if I ever decide to te- do a photo shoot, <laughs> Doyen is going to be in charge of I everything. That was fucking awesome. <laughs> because she <laughs> is the photo shoot queen. Now that I think of it. Um, <laughs> just super extra. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> I love it. I love um, it. So love you stuff. have listened to another awesome episode of Poor Life Decision. We definitely want y'all to chat with us. So um, we are on Instagram as Poor Life Decision. One decision because we change our decisions one at a time. Our poor decisions to be specific. Uh, <laughs> on Twitter, we are PLD Pod. I'm telling y'all, three or four o'clock in the morning, it's lit because that's because we don't sleep. Um, <laughs> uh, check us out on Etsy. We have a really cool mug that you would enjoy and a t-shirt also that you would enjoy. So um, check us out. Talk to us. Um, we're super happy to talk about whatever topic you want. Um, actually, if you go to our Instagram, we have a highlight with questions of what topics you want to cover. Please feel free to fill it out and let us know. Don't be shy. Like I keep my alerts go off on my phone all the time. Y'all are following y'all are, you know, linking up with us. I love that. That's excellent. Now talk like don't be shy. And let us know which let us know um, what's up. Show can we talk BTK back? you going to because maybe we can link up. Oh, there. Ooh, now I want to go. There's a New Orleans. <laughs> now I want to go. We're gonna do a meet and greet. Have a good 2019. Bye. All right, love y'all. Bye. <laughs>